chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. Advocates and analysts will join us to discuss the ongoing path to reform and legislation. Now, the State of Cannabis, with your host, Dave Inman. Welcome to the State of Cannabis, keeping you, our listeners, on the pulse of what's happening in cannabis today. I'm your host, Dave Inman. With us today, we have Zane Witzel, founder and CEO of Canador. Zane, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, and I, I was poking around on your website, and I, uh, I'm, it, it baffles me. How did somebody not come up with this before? You, you have essentially created a humidor for cannabis. It, it kind of baffled me too when I first uh, uh, thought of it because I thought, geez, this is a very simple concept. I mean, it's you know a glorified box that allows you to uh, separate your strains and keep things fresh. It's not like rocket science here, but. Um, I was pretty miffed myself when I first came across it. So I just thought, well, if no one else is going to do it, I might as well. I uh, completely understand. Now, you got some some wonderful designs in here. Um, uh, basically, it looks like it's separated based on uh, two strains, four strains, or six strains. Now, um, do you actually include these individualized uh, compartments, or is that uh, something you buy after the fact? So, yes, everything you see is included. So if you get a two-strain, it's going to have two uh, cups. It's going to have either a humidity uh, bead system or you can have airtight lids products the way you want them to um, or, or as far as how you use them. Um, but ultimately everything you see there is, is included. So there's no catches. There's no extras. The only thing additional that would be extra is if um, you wanted to measure and see what the relative humidity is we have something called the Blue Stream Hygrometer. And this is really cool because it syncs with your smartphone. So you can see the relative humidity on your phone in real time without having to open up the Canador. So that's the only additional add-on accessory that you can add to your Canador. Now, are you only doing this for, for mostly like a, a consumer base or do you also have this uh, developed for more of a, like, like a cultivation uh, size or maybe uh, storage for uh, dispensaries? It's, it's funny you ask, um, because I do get hit up a lot from uh, dispensaries asking us for our expertise on larger scale storage products. The difficulty with that, of course, is um, if we were to make something really big, we would have to have retail space close to them because it doesn't make economic sense to ship you know, refrigerators or things the size of refrigerators to their location. Um, so in that sense, we are now kind of starting to focus in on and learn more about the um, do-it-yourself home grow market. So for uh, next year, uh, we're, we're kind of developing things right now to serve the needs of people who are allowed to grow, you know, several plants in their home. And the yield is a lot more than what our current Canadors can store. So we want to be able to make larger products, but not necessarily for a commercial grower. So something that might be able to house uh, maybe a couple of pounds or something like that, as opposed to 20 or 30. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're doing that much in volume, a lot of these guys are, are just using, um, you know, I hate to say it, but they're using turkey bags and uh, giant Tupperware bins. So um, it's very economic and it gets the job done. Um, but 
but you know we want to we want to kind of adapt what we're doing with Canador and move into that homegrown market through a, a pro series, if you will. Absolutely, and and I guess safer uh, than using uh, you know what I used to use, you know, which would be like apple peels or uh, you know something of that nature, which. Uh, it was generally not a good idea, and that was more of like a rehumidifying, uh, you know, uh, because it was just so dry. You know, once upon a time uh, when everything just came across the border, uh, you know, freshly packed bricks. You know, <laughs> when, I, when I hear that, my ears cringe because, uh, you know, and I've seen this stuff online and, and through certain blogs and and um, online forums where people say, "Oh yeah, no problem, just throw an apple peel in there." That is like the worst thing you can do. So if you want immediate mold, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, so there, it's it's a good thing now that there are companies like you know Bovida too that are allowing um, you know moisture control that won't run the risk of bacterial or mold growth. So let me ask you, Zane, um, what brought you to uh, what brought you to cannabis? I I have always enjoyed it. Um, I really have, I think, you know, you, you really have to love the plant if you're in this industry or if you're in it for the long haul. Um, I've just always loved it ever, ever since I was young. And even when I lived out West, you know, I used it. But the thing is, is I didn't, I don't use cannabis. Uh, I'm not one that needs to, or feels the need to, you know, get high every day. I did it more as a recreation and on weekends, um, you know, Thursday or Friday night, something where I knew like the very next day, I didn't really have to be, um, you know, totally, totally cognizant of everything that's going on because I, I do get a little bit of a, a hangover, uh, from weed, um, like the, the fuzzy feeling, you know, in, in the more, the next morning, um, that goes away the more you smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> So in, in that vein, you know, I kind of, re I've always reserved it for weekends and recreation. And, um, that's kind of, you know, that's never gone away and I don't think it ever will. So I'm assuming that, uh, you know, like work history, things like that wasn't revolving around cannabis until recently. Uh, what, what would you do uh, historically? I mean, I, n I never had, are you talking about like the test? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, what was your, your background prior to getting into a, a cannabis space? Okay. Yeah. Cause I never had to, I never had to worry about, um, cannabis affecting say my work life in that capacity. But prior to this, I was, um, Prior to this, I was working in Los Angeles and Hollywood uh, briefly. I worked at uh, Paramount Picture Studios for a small independent um, company on the lot. I wasn't too happy with the way things were going. I didn't really like the job-to-job um, -job lifestyle. Um, it didn't really mesh w well with me, even after studying it in uh, college, you know, film and television and things of that sort. So you uh, spent some time as a thespian, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was. Um, I wanted to. I wanted to be the executive producer, the guy who helps fund the project. Um, I really kind of liked pulling the strings, or at least learning how to pull the strings, working with uh, you know financial institutions and artists at the same time, both creative and business. But it just didn't pan out, and I didn't really like that. However. You know, uh, looking back on it, I'm kind of glad I learned what I learned because I'm using or at least leveraging that knowledge to help um, market my products and do things with videos. And um, that's 
it is a complete departure. I mean, I have no history in consumer products or engineering, so I've really had to learn a lot of this stuff on the fly. What would you say would be the uh, the most challenging thing you've learned? I would say the most challenging thing that I've learned has been more on the product and engineering side. Um, when particularly dealing with designers who work in programs like CAD, I have no history or experience or knowledge around that. Um, so, for example, things like understanding tolerances and variation and, um, you know, understanding how molds you know, work as far as like, you know, injection molding. Um, so all of that, it's not super complicated, but I think it would have helped knowing a little bit more in uh, engineering um, than simply, you know, kind of shooting from the hip. Sometimes shooting from the hip is good though. You know, uh, obviously it's a, it's a much different uh, role than what you probably thought you were going to play. Um, but, uh, you know, it obviously you've been able to put together uh, a nice, uh, uh, collection of, of items, uh, you know, that, uh, serve a, a gap in the market that again, I still can't believe existed. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's wonderful that it's finally filled and it's, it's definitely with, with product that is, uh, tooled very well, uh, very, uh, nicely comprised, good wood selections, um, you know, very, very, uh, uh upscale looking. I, I definitely wanted to get away from that, you know, over, lacquered plasticized humidor look which is kind of mass mark you know the, the, these are the humidors that you kind of look at and you can see yourself in the reflection that's nice um a lot of it is just kind of like plastic and, and fake so i wanted to kind of give that real look real wood aesthetic um and not not really go with all these crazy designs on the top because you want it to kind of fit in with your furniture but not overpower everything in your room Sometimes it can be a wonderful showpiece. Um, you know, we got to take a quick break, Zane. Uh, when we get back, Zane Witzel, founder of founder and CEO of Canador. We'll be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com, when we return. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest-growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. 
industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. Only on CannabisRadio.com Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. Today we have Zane Witzel, founder and CEO of Canador. Uh, We've been talking a little bit about their product and also the trajectory of getting to uh, be a manufacturer. So pretty much from Hollywood to Hollyweed. Um, Zane, so um, you you also, uh, you kind of still stuck in the the production model. Uh, Tell tell our listeners a little bit about uh, Growing Wild. Growing Wild is a new series that I want to develop online, and um, I would say that the inspiration actually came from uh, watching Bourdain in uh, the Balvany uh, commercials uh, uh, called Raw Craft. I-, I love that concept, the idea of a brand kind of coming to life through storytelling. And I, I wouldn't say it's a necessarily new concept, but it's a great way to market your products on a place where you know, people are giving their attention. Uh, real world commercials on TV, you know, we can throw that out, first of all, because of the nature of the product, but not only that, the expense. Um, and, you know, magazines, well, we're kind of limited there too, aren't we? Online is really free form and you can do anything with it. And I, I want to at least be able to take the knowledge I've learned in production and, in- and apply that towards marketing our our. our brand so tell me what is the uh what is the 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 trajectory for uh growing wild when uh when do you expect to have some episodes up on youtube and um you know how often do you think you'll be recording shows we are going to launch the first episode which took place in portland oregon uh on october 3rd um and we recently shot that over the summer and it was a blast we went to hi-fi farms we went to Pharma on Hawthorne. This is a really great dispensary. If you're in Portland, you need to go to it. Um, and I had great conversations with very knowledgeable people in the industry. I learned a hell of a lot. I really did. I mean, what I thought I knew about cannabis is just a mere fraction. And if you really think of it, what we really know is still very little. We, we don't have a, enough science reports uh, coming out. You're, you, uh, you, you say something that I chorus all the time. We, we really don't have enough uh, information that's out there, and we, we need to definitely gather more. And the, one of the nice things is that we, we continue to, uh, to gain new advancements and learn new things in this, uh, in this arena. Um, you know, I had uh, like Max Montrose on the show, and, and he's uh, an advocate of uh, terpening, which is basically, uh, you know, being able to, to smell the cannabis and, and not necessarily uh, think so much sativa versus indica, but more uh, bouquet, you know, more terpene and flavonoid profiles and how they'll act upon the senses in conjunction with the THC. And it's really interesting when you start to break it down into these things that we've been told. Um, and these are just recent developments with indica and sativa and really understanding the them to be, you know, nighttime, daytime, um, but then upending that really uh, in in so many different ways. And it's a constant thing. We're constantly learning and challenging in so many different ways. That, that's, that's a very great point. And what he's going to bring to the industry, I hope, will shed light on 
um, you know, this, this whole body of knowledge behind terpenes. I mean, I have a lot of conversations with people who aren't very familiar with cannabis and they look at me so strangely like terpene, you know, what is that? So this is, we're just now beginning to start to have this conversation out and open and, and it's, it's fun and it, you're right. It's very exciting. It's definitely a wonderful world of weed. <laughs> yeah. So, um, now is this uh, is this uh, going to be more a show that's that's not necessarily about Canador, but just just basically going from different startup companies that are are, are uh, uh, cannabis related to different uh, companies, or, uh, or or what's the uh, the basis for it? Yeah, that's we're going to be focusing on the culture and cultivation of cannabis, and so it's not necessarily about Canador, although. You know, we are sold in certain dispensaries and, you know, I'll be going to some of those dispensaries um, to talk a little bit about our products. But mainly the show is focused on understanding what's going on, what's the, what's ground zero for a lot of these recreational states, because the culture and cultivation varies per state. I mean, some states have limits on how much they can sell to dispensaries that in turn affects the overall culture. Um you know, Denver is very different than Portland, Oregon, and what's going on there. Now, um, I'll be going to Denver actually uh, this winter, not only to ski, but to um, uh, shoot a little bit there. And we'll be having our next episode released hopefully early uh, next spring. But this is something that I'm going to kind of do on a, you know, annual basis where um, if I can get out one episode every six to seven months, I'll be a happy boy. Um, because I've got to, of course, pay attention to and focus on the business first. Um, but this is definitely a fun thing that I, I enjoy on the side as well. You know, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, interesting when you, uh, when you, when you actually have to, uh, you know, pull together an idea and uh, frame it somehow to visibly uh, understand or visually understand and pass that along to people. I've always had a quite a challenge uh, trying to uh, trying to do that as opposed to, you know, like act it out or something, you know? Well, really, I mean, once I have the footage, once I have everything, you know, I've got kind of the story or idea of where I'm going. But then once you've got it all, okay, now you've got 30 hours of footage that you have to whittle down. 20 minutes. So that, that is, that is the hardest part. Everything else I feel like is cake, but once you have it, it's like, okay, this is just one giant puzzle, um, that I'm going to need to pick and choose from. And ultimately too, you know, what I think is interesting may not be interesting to you uh, or people watching for that matter. So, um, you know, I, I, that's why I put it in front of as many people as I can. And like, look, is this worth putting out? Or and then no, 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 this is this is boring. Like don't focus on no one cares about the economics of cannabis, you know, like just, everyone talk you know, wants to talk about like, you know, big buds, big this, big that. So focus on okay, okay. So <laughs> you know, it's interesting, uh, depending on that audience, a lot of people actually do want to know the economics of it, you know, or what the barriers to entry are or, or what the hurdles have been to uh, overcome and, you know, uh, backgrounds of people. You know, it is actually a, a rather uh, unique, uh, you know, how many uh, uh, walks of life uh, have entered into this particular walk. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you're when you're talking to the the general consumer, though, they're they're just interested in in the the big, the bad, and the uh, uh, the beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the I nuts mean, and bolts are interesting. 
Yeah, and I think it's also important to, um, you know, to demonstrate that what's going on in, in these cities um, and as we roll these programs out is it's not a bad thing um, because so many people, uh, especially if you're if you're far right, um, you know, so many people want to find a reason to say this isn't working. This is wrong. Cut it. You know, look at this. Look at the statistics here. They show it's bad. Cut it. Um, and it's just not the truth. I mean, I'm going around. I'm going to these cities. I'm seeing these things, and it's. I don't want to sound like all happy and jovial here, but it seems to me like it's a good thing. So what you're saying is that in all the states that you've uh, visited that had uh, some kind of uh, uh, amendment to the cannabis laws, the sky has not fallen on them. The sky has not fallen. <laughs> and, you know, the economics behind all of this is doing wonders for schools and education and health programs. And, you know, the more and more we find out about its health benefits, it's obviously uh, saving lives. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to preach to people outside of this industry, but I'm certainly going to give, uh, you know, what I've seen and, and what I've seen is not bad in any way, shape or form. You know, I can, I would actually say that one of the most important things that we can do is maybe not necessarily preach to, uh, those outside of the industry, but certainly, uh, engage in and, uh, more often than, uh, people, uh, even if they're adamantly against it, there's always, you know, a little identifier that they can identify with, you know, uh, you, you might chime in and say, well, you know, some people shouldn't go to jail for having a joint. And I think that most people deep down would agree with a statement like that, um, but definitely engaging in those uh, in those conversations, those random conversations, I found so often to be so beneficial. And uh, more often than not, you find like mindedness uh, where you didn't anticipate having it. Yes, absolutely, You're absolutely right. Uh, Zane, we got to take another quick break. Um, when we get back, Zane Witzel, founder and CEO of Canador, we'll be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned for more State of Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com, when we return. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. 
Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Welcome back to the State of Cannabis. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Once again, here's Dave Inman. Welcome back to the Stand of Cannabis. I'm your host, Dave Inman. We are talking to Zane Witzel, founder and CEO of Canador. Uh, we've had actually several topics uh, that we've uh, talked about today, uh, you know, from uh, Hollywood to Hollyweed. Um, you know, the, the, the benefits actually, we need to talk a little bit more about that. The, uh, the benefits, the longevity of using, uh, the Canador product versus not using the Canador product. I'd definitely like to touch on that. Uh, but also, uh, the growing wild show, which I encourage you guys to check out. That'll be October 3rd when that comes out on YouTube. Um, so Zayden, tell us, uh, how long will, uh, using the Canador product, um, extend the uh, expected life and uh, purity of cannabis, or maybe not purity, but at least the the smell and then taste. The taste is really what I like to focus in on um, because that's what's most important, especially if you're a vape enthusiast. Um, in terms of like life, I mean, I've had bud, you know, last more than three to four months in a Canador um, and still be just as tasteful. Um, but in terms of potency, this is something that kind of gets into the murkiness of science that we're just not 100% clear on, and that is the rate of degradation. So instead of focusing on, um, you know, how long it takes for the cannabinoids to degrade, we primarily say that, look, by adding the appropriate amount of moisture, you're at least maintaining the integrity of the terpenes, which thereby allows you to taste the flavor of the cannabis. So um, you know, potency, I'm not really sure how to definitively answer, although I can really say that, you know, if you maintain those terpenes, terpenes modulate the effects of cannabinoids. So it, again, it gets into the science and it's just not 100% clear. All we know is that, um, relative humidity is not a bad thing to maintain in cannabis. You can actually enhance those terpenes and really taste that flavor. You know, and it's, it's interesting, um, you know, that uh, you, you were talking about like the THC degradation and it would actually be very difficult to get a, a true number on uh, the potency, which I, I honestly, I think that most of the, the tests out there are probably somewhat jaded just because just like any tomato that you pull off a tomato plant, they're slightly different. And every bud off of a plant is going to test out slightly different. Um, profiles might be uh, somewhat in line, but uh, if you grab a, a bud from the middle part of the plant versus the top of the plant, it's going to have some different profiles. So it'd be very, very difficult to actually put a, uh, you know, a thumbprint on and say, this is what it is. Right. And that's, that's why I'm not going to make any kind of definitive statement that say, you know, if you leave your butt in a candidor X long, it will therefore preserve it by X percent or by X factor. Um, it's just impossible to test at this particular juncture. So what I like to say is that usually speaking, and this is my understanding is that, you know, after harvest, you've got three to four months where the potency is at the best it will really be. Um, and every, you know, as time passes, it will continue to degrade. So with that being said, I like to say, you know, if you're going to smoke something, keep it in your candor within three to four months. Um, and, and by then you'll have 
really um, maintained its true potential. And then uh, if not, then cook something with it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's so many other so many other uses after that. But, um, you know, like I said, I've had my bud for uh, many months in a Canador and I can't really tell the difference. I, you know, as far as, you know, pot true potency, you know what I'm saying? I don't know that anybody can humanly detect, okay, this is one day past expiration. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so it's, it's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's up for a scientist to really help us figure You know, it's, it's only a matter of time before somebody's going to take a puff and say, nope, nope, this one, uh, it got into an... <laughs> So for any of you that want to uh, check out this product, you can find them at uh, www.canador.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-D-O-R.com. Uh, some wonderful product on there. Absolutely wonderful. Um, so uh, any uh, any uh, new products uh, in the development uh, that you guys are looking to pull out? Yeah, we're actually about to release um, next month a uh, leather version of our new travel case. We just came out with the travel case this month. It is a ballistic nylon. And what I did is I found a zipper manufactured over in Europe that is airtight and waterproof. In fact, this particular zipper has been used uh, in coolers um, to you know keep everything sealed in inside. Um, and then I approached a very well-known luggage uh, company, or at least supplier to this particular luggage company. You may be familiar with them. You've, you've seen them in malls and airports. Um, so they're a very respectable supplier. And uh, we just finished you know, designing this new leather um, product, and it's gorgeous. It's a, like a coffee leather. Um, it's very nice. And uh, we should be coming out with that next month. Now, I notice on your on your websites, you actually have a lot of uh, knowledge base uh, on here uh, as far as, uh, you know, uh, uh, traveling with cannabis and things like that. Um, uh, let's see, which, you know, things like this is actually very beneficial. You know, the, the more places we can put, um, you know, updated information um, so people can can learn it at a glance is, is absolutely uh, excellent. Um, so have you ever had any issues traveling with cannabis? I have not had any issues personally, although I really don't advocate people um, test the waters so far as, you know, say traveling internationally or going from a legal state to a non-legal state. Uh, there are obviously risks associated with that. So what I have done is at least research what the Fed allows us to do and what states have allowed us to do. But um, it doesn't really seem like uh, Congress is going to do anything um, at all, uh, <laughs> no, to, to help amend or help us understand um, the legalities of traveling with cannabis. So it is still a very gray area. I'm sure they probably don't want to clarify that for us just yet, but you never know. Maybe uh, come 2020, we'll uh, we'll get those laws uh, updated across the board across the U.S. Zane, we're we're all out of time. I I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for doing all that you're doing. I'm looking forward to uh, the Growing Wild show uh, October 3rd. And again, all of you, uh, if you're interested in uh, the the humidor of cannabis, you can go to uh, canador.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-D-O-R. 
thank you again, Zane, for coming on the show. And of course, thank all of you for joining us for this edition of the State of Cannabis. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. Don't forget to like and comment. I'm your host, Dave Inman. We'll talk with you next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.